The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Stephen, and Halloween week continues. This is day number three, Wednesday. That means it's Halloween Eve. Tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, is Halloween. Don't be a Halloweeny, or do, I don't care. You know, it's up to you. So today I want to talk about three zombie novels. I'm going to give you three recommendations, three zombie books. And yes, I know. I talked about zombies yesterday, but I also said yesterday that I'm not really a horror guy. I'm not into the horror genre milieu, but I do dig me some zombies. I've seen a few movies, not many. I've not seen a lot of the classics, Night of the Living Dead, never seen it. Dawn of the Dead, haven't watched it at all. I need to, I know. I can't really consider myself a big zombie fan, I guess, until I've seen those movies, so... I'm just a I'm just a guy who likes him some zombies. Well, I've read a number of zombie books and I want to give you three recommendations. The first one is called Plague of the Dead and it's by Z A Recht, R E C H T. Now, this is the first in a series of books. I feel like there's 5 of them out by this point, which is pretty crazy because the author is no longer alive. Somebody else is writing those books. But this is more of a traditional zombie story. The other two books I'm going to talk about, not at all your traditional zombie story. This one, very traditional. This has a very global pandemic feel to it. This is not a personal story about one character or a small group of characters just trying to get by in a world overrun with zombies. This is global, and this one of the reasons I really enjoyed it is because of that. Now, it does follow a particular group. But the group that we follow, we actually start out in Africa. That's where the outbreak begins. And when we catch up with our group, the, the, the folks we're going to follow throughout this series, it's actually a team of uh, soldier, there, uh, soldiers. There's a, a, um, a photojournalist with them and a nurse. And they are trying to stop this tide of zombies. They're in the Middle East at this point. The, the zombie tide has reached the Middle East, and they're trying to... They're trying to stop it. And if I remember correctly, they were it, they're, they're somewhere near the Suez Canal. And they're trying to stop it, and they're overrun. So they hightail it out of there, and they end up on a, on a naval vessel. And at one point, they realize the world is gone. The world as we know it is gone. The, the, they were not able to hold back the zombie tide in these various areas of the world. And so the world has been overrun. But they kind of have a plan. The general, the big general guy in charge, he knows a woman who works for the military. She's an expert on this virus they're calling the Morningstar strain because they've been studying this for a long time. They, they, this has been out there. It's kind of like the Ebola virus. 
and they get a hold of it and they've been studying it and they've been trying to come up with a way to fight it because they know that eventually it's going to break out. It's going to be much worse than the, in, than the Ebola virus. And so he's got this plan. He says, okay, there's this woman I know. She's an expert on the Morningstar strain. If anybody's going to be able to come up with the cure, it's her. The last I was in contact with her, she was going to make her way to the CDC. We need to meet her there and we need to help her. He said, but it's not a military operation anymore. The military, as we know it, no longer exists. So I'm looking for volunteers. I can't order you to do this. And so a number of the soldiers volunteer. The photojournalist goes with them. The nurse goes with them. And they make landfall on the West Coast, and they start making their way across the country. Now, in the meantime, on the other side of the country, in Washington, is this woman, the scientist. She's been arrested by the government before the, as you know, as the, the outbreak is happening overseas, before it reaches America, she's arrested by the government because she leaks the information to the press. She's not supposed to tell anybody about this, but she feels like the people need to be warned. So she leaks the information to the press. She's arrested. And then she is take, taken down into like this government dungeon where she is tortured psychologically to divulge her secrets on the cure. And what you find out at one point is that while the government itself no longer exists, there, a new government has taken its place. And that's who these people work for. And so she's able to escape with the help of one of the, uh, the special agents. He decides that this, what they're doing is wrong and he helps her escape. There's a journalist with them because the, the woman that she leaked the information to, she's arrested as well. And so then they head off across the United States going in the opposite direction. And one of the things I really liked the most out of this book is that depending on what movies you may have watched or comics you may have read or books you may have read, there there always are typically two types of zombies. There's the slow-moving, shambling zombie or the fast zombie, or as some folks call them like from 28 Days Later, the rage zombie. Well, you got both in this book. This is what I love about this book. If you get the virus, you don't die. You turn into a rage zombie. And so you turn, you, you turn you're still alive, but... All you want to do is is kill and propagate the virus. That's your purpose in life. The virus has taken you over and it wants to, to multiply. So you're fast, you run, you jump, you do all that stuff. You're just a big giant horde of people running really fast like a bunch of crazed maniacs. Well, if you are killed, for example, they go up against the military, the military mow them down. If they're killed without, without it being a headshot, they are then at that point dead but then the virus completely takes over and the person gets back up. And at that point, they are the shambling, slow-moving zombie. And I love that idea. I love that it's that you can get both kinds in this book. And I love the reason, the reasoning for having both kinds. And I thought it made for a much, much more interesting read because you can have a whole passel of rage zombies coming at you and you can mow them down quickly which you have to do because they're coming at you fast. You can mow them down quickly, but then you you have to expect that they're going to get back up. And at that point, they're going to be a little slower. Now, throughout all this, we're introduced to a soldier who gets separated from the group. He sacrifices himself at one point. They're somewhere in the Midwest. He sacrifices himself so that the rest of them can make it out of this town alive. And he is bitten 
And that's why that's why he makes the sacrifice. He's like, I'll do this because I'm going to die anyway. And he ends up in some building. He fortifies himself in and he survives. He never turns. So then the goal for him and some others that he comes across is to get him to the other two groups because obviously there's something about him that maybe they can use to, to help make a cure. So that's Plague of the Dead. It's part of the Morningstar saga by Z.A. Recht. Recht. I don't know if it's Recht or Recht, R-E-C-H-T. All right, the next book is called Night of the Living Trekkies. And this is by Kevin David Anderson and Sam Stahl. And this is a zombie book set during a Star Trek convention. There's a big Star Trek convention when the zombie outbreak happens. You've got one guy, he's a security guard for the convention center where the, where the, uh, the Star Trek convention is being held. He's not a big sci-fi fan from what I remember, but then he has to fight off all these zombies. In this case, the zombies were created by an alien virus. It's been a long time since I've read this book, so I don't remember a lot of details. I do remember being very angry when I discovered this book because I've always wanted to write a zombie story during a comic book convention. It just makes sense. You've got this, you've got these big convention centers attached to hotels. You've got thousands of people there. What better place for a zombie outbreak to start? It's like Die Hard, right? Die Hard in a convention center, but instead of terrorists, they're zombies. Maybe I'll still do it. I'll have to go back and read this book to make sure I'm not copying anything. I don't know. I just think it would be a great idea. I just think it would be a lot of fun. They already did it in Night of the Living Trekkies, so maybe I'm not going to do it. But I do feel like I need to go back and read this book again because it's been a while. It's been a number of years. I just remember really liking it. And I'm not a Star Trek guy. I like The Next Generation. Some of my, uh, couple of my favorite movies are Next Generation movies. But I'm not an old school Star Trek guy. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff in this book that I recall that's very anti-Star Wars. It's like a lot of digs against Star Wars, which was really fun. Being a huge Star Wars fan and not a Star Trek fan reading this book, I thought it was a lot of fun. Really good book. Alien Invasion by way of Zombie Virus. If I remember correctly, I know it was aliens, but I can't remember, I can't remember if it was an alien invasion. If that was the precursor to an alien invasion, I can't remember. The last book I want to talk about is called Paul is Undead, The British Zombie Invasion, and it's by Alan Goldshire. This is a great book if you are two things, a zombie fan and a Beatles fan. This tells the tale of the Beatles as zombies. These aren't your typical zombies. These aren't your shambling, brainless zombies. These are undead creatures that can think. So they're up there. They're the band. They're playing. They're playing their music. They're just, they're zombies. And it ends up being kind of a, a, a hip thing to be a zombie. And John, John Lennon, for example, they all have this ability to hypnotize their crowds and convince them that they want to be zombies too. Now, Ringo Starr is not a zombie in this book. Paul George and John are zombies. Ringo Starr is not. He never, he never, he decided he didn't want to do that. He is instead a seventh level ninja. And then, and then to take it even further, Mick Jagger is a zombie hunter. 
And those crazy dances he does on stage, that's actually part of his fighting style. That's those aren't dances, that's his fighting technique. And so if you're a if you're a fan of the Beatles and you know the story of the Beatles, you know their about their beginnings and their their albums and their tours and all that, that's what this is. It's just they're zombies. And so the guy, this this artist, this artist, this author, Alan Goldsher, basically writes a Beatles biography, but makes them zombies. I mean, it's almost genius because he does such a good job. I feel like I read this not long after I watched the Beatles anthology. So I remember reading this going, holy crap, he's gotten everything right. He's just managed to make them into zombies and actually make it entertaining. So it's not like, it's not like, well, the Beatles met in Liverpool and they played the cave and they were zombies. It's not like that. It's, there's a story to it. It's like a documentary storyline um, about them being zombies. Mick Jagger trying to kill them, if I remember correctly, a number of times. Ringo, who still wants to be in the band, but he doesn't want to do that whole zombie thing. He's too busy being a seventh level ninja. He's very mystic. It was just, it was so good. It was such a good book. But again, it's been a long time since I've read this one. And I was going through, I used to, it's been a number of years since I've done this, but I used to keep track of every book I read. And I would, I had this old blog and I would publish on my blog. Here's all the books I read in uh, 2010. I think that was the last time I did it. Here's all the books I read in 2009. Here are the books I read in 2008. I would track all the books that I read. And when I was going back at, on one of those years and looking through some of the books, I read a bunch of zombie books in one year. This was one of them. Night of the Trekkies was one of them. Um, I think one of the new books from the Morningstar saga had come out, and that's why I started getting back into zombie books again. There was a Star Wars zombie book called, I think it's called Death Troopers. I don't remember who wrote it, but I remember really enjoying it about some, it's a like a virus that turns a bunch of stormtroopers into zombies. It's it's all, it's like, it's like Die Hard on a Starship with zombies. That's, that's what it was like from what I recall. There was another one. I can't remember who wrote it. I've wanna, I, I feel like it's called Bone Shaker and it was like a steampunk zombie book. I read an anthology of zombie stories. I was really into zombies for a little bit and I still kind of am. But those are the three books that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, that I really, really enjoyed, that I that really sticks out in my mind as quality zombie reads. One, very traditional. Two, really quite quirky. So, because Night of the Trekkies is still quite traditional. It's it's still your traditional zombie story, zombie outbreak. Got to fight them off. Got to survive. It just happens to be during a, a Star Trek convention. And I know at one point the main character is using one of those. Uh, Klingon swords, a batleth or something. Can't remember what it's called. He's using one of those zombie swords to hack up, or, or Klingon swords to hack up zombies. And then your third book, quite, quite quirky, quite the twist on the zombie slash rock and roll genre. I recommend all three of those books. I will, I, they'll be listed in the show notes as well. I might actually have links to where you can find them online. I don't know. I have, I don't know if I'll go that far. But there are three good books for this holiday season in which we celebrate the spooky. Tomorrow is Halloween, folks. I've got what I feel is a pretty big treat. It's a pretty big treat for me. A series of comic books, a five-issue series that does, I will, I will admit, there's a zombie element to it. 
So we might as well just call this Zombie Week. Except for the first book I talked about on Monday was not about zombies. So until tomorrow, until we get our big five-issue mini that I'm going to talk about, and then I'm, I'm going to take... I'm, I might even drag it out till Friday. I have another set of comics that I want to talk about that I may talk about on Friday. But until then, I'm Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other and be spooky to each other. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash stephenrorr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at stephenorelse. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. Bye-bye, Daddy. Bye-bye, Daddy.